0: Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is a podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hello, and welcome to the Made to Inspire podcast. I am Kimberly Smith Austin, and I am here with the awesome and amazing Misty Kerrigan. But today's show is even better. We have our special friend, Mary O'Dwyer, joining us today. We are delighted to share with you, Mary, and all of the wonderful goodness that she holds inside of her. But before we get in, let me give you a little insight about my friend, Mary. Mary is the founder of Mary's Blue Door, where she helps her clients who are overwhelmed, overworked, and overtired find their center. Yes, I said their center. So they can lead the inspired, purposeful lives they want. She also helped those who are going through life transitions and losses so that they can process and feel emotions in a safe and healthy way, allowing them to get back to their new normal. When she's not working on Mary's Blue Door, she is running the local chapter of Marietta's Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Mary grew up in Ireland and moved to the US to pursue her doctorate degree. She now lives in California with her husband and her two sons. I am super excited to bring to you live today mary o'dwyer who's coming all the way from the other side of the world to join us on the made to inspire podcast
1: yay hey thank you for having me it's so wonderful that we were able to make it happen with time differences and flight delays so i'm super excited that we were able to make this happen
0: we are delighted to have you here misty tell me why you love mary <laughs>
2: So when I first met Mary, I didn't understand the importance of breathing because I thought it was just something I've done naturally. And just like that, when you hear something, it pulls into your universe and you get to see it everywhere. And I started listening to books that were written in the 20s. They started talking about breathwork. I would watch different personal development. They would start with breathwork. It seemed like everywhere I went, whether it was business, or personal development, this breath thing just started to come to the forefront and it makes us laugh. Me and Kimberly, we uh, wrote some trainings and some programs and we always give a shout out to Mary. Um, And people are blown away in the audience when we say, we have a friend whose business revolves around this stuff. This is how important it is. And they're like, no way. So I love Mary and I'll shut up so that Mary can share some of the things that's gonna help you guys out there today to center, refocus, get recharged, even relax.
0: Yeah, breathwork
2: stuff is no joke.
0: Absolutely amazing. Now Mary, I want to just say to you that the power of breath, and I say it to you as a rookie, this is what you do for a living. But when I think about the power of breath and how it has allowed me to do many things, I'm a singer, I'm a martial artist, I'm a runner, I do a yoga occasionally. But all of those really revolve around breath. And when I met you, I remember thinking, breath work, what's that? But it was was my shallow thinking, my shallow mind that didn't realize how powerful, how meaningful, and how breath is everything that we do. You have a phrase that you say all the time, and it revolves around breath is breathing is the, finish it for me, the first.
1: The first thing you do when you come into the world and it's the last thing you're going to do before we leave the world. And most of us don't give it more than a passing thought. Yes. And yeah, and and neither did I until I discovered it. I can still remember the first breath breathing class that I went to. I have no idea what to expect. And there's no way I could have anticipated, uh, you know, the outcome It was called transformational breath. And I guess I didn't read the fine prints that it was going to be transformational because uh, it transformed my life in every way uh, that, that you can.
0: Well, the name of our podcast is Made to Inspire. And our primary purpose is to help inspire people to action. And when I think about that that mission statement, the thing I want to ask you is I want to first find out, once you found that class, that transformational breathwork, what inspired you to pursue it more?
1: You know, Kimberly, I can honestly say that I didn't set out to pursue a career in it. But somehow, I just kept finding myself going back for the weekends, the retreats, the classes. And suddenly, I ended up in facilitator training. And here you have this uh-huh. academic that has like, what's, what's intuition? What do you mean? You're not going to grade me. I mean, am I doing it right? Did I get an A for that session? A B? Am I, am I the D student? Uh, could not understand this whole feel it, you know, do it, feel it. like What? So it was very foreign to me. So I can honestly say that it, it was something that I would never have picked for myself, but it just, I just kept going there was another force a higher power pulling me in that direction and you know you talk about inspiring you know in the breath there was a um a great guy his name is michael brown he wrote a book called the presence process and it's a type of integrative breath work and it's a whole 10-week journey but he does a lot of play on words and he always says respiration is respiritization. You're bringing the spirit in. Inspiration is in spiritization. We are in, you, know, you need the spirit, and the, the spirit is the breath. It's the life force. We can't live without it. We can go weeks without food, days without water, but just minutes without breath. And, you know, the yogis will call it the, the prana, you know, it's the chi, it's the life force. Christians will call it the Holy Spirit, but, you know, it's the breath of life. That is what it is. It is so much more than just the oxygen. It is, I mean, I, I, I probably don't even know all that it is. You know, I've only been doing this for a few years and I know every year I do it. I learn more and I see how it affects people. And yeah, it's, it's something else.
0: That is so, so when powerful. Yeah. I I got goosebumps just listening to you tell just the different aspects or views or perspectives on what the breath is and knowing that. Now I have to tell you a little secret. I'm making a confession you know, I'm a podcaster host myself, but I'm a huge podcast fan. I was running one day listening to a podcast on, I believe it was called the, the the business of becoming or something of that nature. And she brought someone on to talk about breath work. And I was just blown away. All I can think about was you Mary and what you've been sharing and saying, and it just made me want it more and more. And so when I think about, you said you did not choose breathwork, I'm gonna reply and say breathwork chose you. Now, now you're here in this space. Tell me what you've done with it since it chose you and you guys have become one.
1: You know, in 2017, up till 2017, I was still running my health and fitness business. I did food and fitness. I loved that. Loved bossing people around, telling them what to do. I've always been interested in fitness. And I kind of was doing the breath work on the side because it was a little woo-woo. Like people, you know, I just kind of say I'm doing breath work and their eyes would glaze over, you know, um, people in my family would be like, oh, okay, nice. So what's the weather like? Um, The conversation went a little like that. So I had to come out of my breathing closet. And I promised myself in, in 2017 that that was my intention for that year. And again, the stars aligned so that I was able to let go of the homeschool PE I was doing. And I told my clients, um, you know, we're going to finish out whatever contract that they were with me. And then I was no longer going to renew those and start Mary's Blue Door and exclusively start doing the breath. And of course, it's evolved in the the beginning. I was very, um, I would say, structured in you know, we're going to do the breathing session the way I was taught, you know, and it was all about transformational breath, which is super, super powerful. But what I've learned since then is while yes, I still love to do those sessions. You can spend five minutes with somebody, I don't have to do an hour long session, I can spend five minutes and I can teach you something because the breath will work on so many different level depending on what you need. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife of you know, molecules. it will do whatever you need it to do. If you need to center and calm, you can even take as few as five deep relaxing breaths. And you will find that your mind will get calmer. You can ground yourself. You know, before we started this podcast, I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath before we started the recording. It gets us connected. We take that breath together. It can energize you. It can, you know, that was what you said before we started this podcast, like, let's dance around. That's totally when we dance, we get energized. And that's a really fun way to work with a breath while often with clients, especially if we're in groups and they know me and they're comfortable, uh, we will pl- play a really fast, fun song and we will dance around before the session because that activates us and gets us energized and gets us out of our head yeah. so that we're not worrying, oh, you know, am I doing it right? Am I, you know... You know, whatever you know, um, the things that we worry about, our little defenses that go up when we want it all to be, you know, perfect because we're afraid to go in. Um, it can soothe ex- us when at night. You know, you're trying to get to sleep. Those same breaths that will energize you in the morning can calm you down. You just set your intention with it, and even as few as five minutes can really make an impact. And and of course, I love to go deeper with my clients too, because most of us are only using twenty to thirty percent of our respiratory capacity,
0: wow. which
1: is crazy. And you know, there's people out there doing all sorts of wonderful things. There's athletes out competing. There are, you know, yogis doing their thing. There are meditators doing their thing. But I would challenge them that you're not getting the full benefits of what you're doing without completely opening your respiratory capacity and that's one of the things i love to do with transformational breath is it's a hands-on we're getting in there we're looking at how you're breathing and we are really helping you to open your respiratory system because it's in it's an integrate we it's a type of breath work we call it integrative breath work where it can actually clear old patterns um you know we hold on to stuff you know we we make ourselves small we we tighten our muscles when we feel something we don't want to feel Mm -hmm. and we try and make ourselves small and we keep tightening our muscles and so then our respiratory capacity is decreased just because those respiratory muscles are tighter and they're not as much flexibility so we can get in there so there's so many different ways that i can help a client through the breath whether it's in the moment to calm whether it's to give them the tool that they can use at home or to go really deep in a transformational breath session.
2: Love it. I love that, Mary. You know that they're doing breath work now in recovery?
1: They're doing breath work. friends that do that. anger mm-hmm. management
2: and in yes. mental health for anxiety, stress, PTSD, ADHD. So yes. I think that we're barely on the forefront with breath work and the mental health. And so I'm excited to see where where this is going to go and and how many people it's going to be able to impact and help.
1: It's a huge thing in the mental health and recovery. You know, the emotions are so integrated with the breath. And this is something that we don't realize. I had no idea about that. Like, what the heck has my emotions got to do with the breath? Well, emotions are simply an energy in motion, but they need the breath to move if we're not breathing those those emotions, that energy isn't moving. And so that's how it gets stuck in the body. That's why when we're driving down the freeway and someone almost cuts us off or swir- we don't take the big relaxing breath, we go, Ooh, right? We hold our breath, Because in that moment, we can't feel the fear because we gotta control the vehicle. Sure. And so what that becomes a pattern. We do that, we, we discover this when we're real young little kids. And it works so well for us That we keep doing it. We're at school and someone's teasing us or mocking us, and those tears are welling up. We don't want to let them fall. No one can see us cry. So, what do we do? We hold our breath, we hold it in, and we do this our whole lives. And so now we have all of these emotions that aren't expressed. We have anger. We're not taught how to express anger in a meaningful, healthy way. You know, when our children throw a temper tantrum, our response is like, oh, um, that is not okay. You've got to go to your room. We shame them. We blame them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we should let our kids throw temper tantrums. Willingly left <laughs> and right. You know, there has to be boundaries. And, you know, but I can remember when I learned this about the breath, my boys were teenagers, I would give them, I had a boxing bag out in the garage and I would give them boxing gloves. And I'm like, you know, what? I know right now you're really angry with me because I've taken away X, Y, or Z, or, you know, I've, irritated you in some way because of consequence to something they've done and i would give them those boxing gloves and i'm like yeah go out there you can imagine my face on that vaccine uh, you can do whatever you need to do to, to get that anger out to move it you can go for a run you know i know you, you love to run and that is a great way to to kind of because that anger is so powerful yes and it can be destructive but it doesn't need to be yeah. If, Martin, if Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks never got angry, this country would still be in bad places. If, if people never got angry, cha- a lot of change would not happen. And so I'm really positive, I really uh, like to enforce that for people, that it's okay to feel angry. That doesn't mean that you have to go abuse somebody verbally. You don't even need to let them know how angry you are, but you do need to process it. And I think when we can do that, then it's, that's going to help address mental health because a lot of mental health issues and addiction issues are, we're trying to numb ourselves. You know, if you're sitting down with bottles of wine every night and buckets and gallons of ice cream, you know, you're, you're eating and drinking, you're feeling because you're numbing something. So if we can find a a different way of doing that, you can still have your glass of wine or your ice cream, whatever it is you want. Um, But, you know learn learn how to be comfortable with your emotions and when you can understand that if i breathe through it it's actually going to heal it and process it i'm not going to be camped out here for weeks uh, but we do have to be able to, to and it's just something we have to learn and the breath is a really powerful way to do that
2: i love that i have a question why is the door blue
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, so. Many years ago, I had this dream that I was in Pompeii, and I was um, some kind of a medicine woman, and people would find me by the blue door. So that was like, I don't know when I had that dream, like years ago. But it was so vivid that I always remembered it. And when I was creating Mary's Blue Door, I really wanted an inspired name. And nothing I came up with was really working. And so one of the things I do sometimes is if when I need an answer to a question like that, and I want it to be inspired and right and intuitive, I'll ask myself before I go to sleep. Hey, mm. you know, do you have my name for the business? Like, you know, wh- whatever name is out there, you know, or angels or, who, you know, whoever's you know, whatever angels are in charge of naming businesses, you know, help me out. <laughs> so the dream time is a great way to, to get those answers. And one morning I woke up and it was like, I woke up and was like, bing, duh, the blue door. And so it became Mary's blue door. So that's where that, tour, oh, that was inspired. That. And then I painted my, my front door that color, um, yes. which was fun. And so my door and my back door is still that color. And it was funny. My husband and I were, we, we had looked at another house here a few months ago. and We were contemplating maybe moving. And one of the first things my husband was like, yeah. And you, you know what? You could still print this door blue. It would work with the brickwork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Enrolled in the dream. I love that. You know, I wore this blue blouse for you, Mary. It was really oh, a thank honor you. And symbolism of the Mary's blue door. Really excited. I have a question. Well, I have my go ahead. So we speak to here at Made to Inspire. We speak to business owners, entrepreneurs. We speak to dreamers. And I, as I, as you were speaking, I thought to myself, how could we help those people tap into their inspiration through the power of breath? And I says, Mary, I want to ask you, what are maybe two or three tips you can give to our audience, how they can tap into their inspiration through using something they are naturally given with, which is their breath.
1: So start your day every morning with five minutes, play a favorite song, and depending on what you want, if it's you're not up yet and you just kind of want to have some quiet headspace, play a quieter song and just breathe consciously for five minutes. And typically I will tell you to go lay on your tummy, even if you like to you know sit up, but lay on your tummy, because when you lay on your tummy, that's going to activate your diaphragm. Just it's a fail safe way. And that what that means is that's then drawing as much oxygen as possible into those lower lobes of the lungs so that you're really filling up the lungs, and you're also activating those relaxation centers in the, in the brain, because when the oxygen gets to the lower lobes of the lungs, that triggers a relaxation response in the brain. So lie on your tummy, just put your head to one side or the other, and just breathe for four or five minutes, and really just calm yourself. And then that's going to give you a clear head to then sit down and let some ideas flow through, pass through, maybe have your, if you're a journaler, pick up your journal afterwards. I've also talked to people that, you know, they, I'm one of the people that instead of journaling, I do better by talking it out. So you can just get out your recording device. Um, what's that called? The app recorder or yeah, it's just called recorder, whatever it is. So you can just talk into that and that can be really helpful. The other um, idea I have is kind of what I shared about before you go to sleep. The sleep time is a really great time. So you can set an intention and do that breath work, uh, you know, five minutes before you go to sleep. And really just let the questions and let the things that you want clarity on to arise and then just set the intention as you go to sleep that you'll make room for that answer to come. I also like to... You know, sometimes during the day we get busy sure. we get overrun, we get, um, you know, overbooked or something unexpected happens. Like you go to check in for your flight and you realize that, you know, instead of flying home tomorrow, you're not flying home for another 36 hours. Uh, things happen. <laughs> it takes us off guard. You know, we got, we got, we got to pivot really quick. Sure. So when those things happen, it's really good to just stop, take even three or four breaths. And even that will just give you a little bit of space to have a clearer head mm-hmm. and to, you know, my eyes weren't believing what I saw the other night on my phone. What do you mean I can't check in? I mean, my flight's leaving in 10 hours or 12 hours. And and my brain was just jumbled. So I just stopped and took three or four breaths. And then I was like, you know what, Mary? You haven't missed your flight. It's okay. You have somewhere to stay. It's inconvenient. But just taking those breaths, just... Stop me from going into that panic yeah. so that I was able to think clearly, get it cleared up, get it sorted out, do what I needed to do. And when you can do that in your day-to-day life, you know, you're driving down the road to go somewhere and you're late. And then you can remember, oh, I'm just going to take three or four breaths rather than getting all spiraled. I'm going to take just some breaths and realize it's not the end of the world. Wherever I'm rushing to, I can call them. I've got options. And just doing that is going to allow us to live a more inspired life because we're going to be more present more of the time.
0: That's excellent. You know, and one Um, of the questions I wrote down was right now, having been eight months in the middle of a global pandemic, so many people are stressed. So many people are, you know, living in a place of fear and worry and just thinking about that breath. You know, have you seen... People really tapping in more to utilize their breath to really get them grounded to just deal with everyday life. You know, it's coming from a place of realizing that this thing is real to coping and then trying to move back into a place of productivity.
1: Yeah, and definitely I've helped a lot of my clients that have been over, you know, that stressed out, you know, all the drama over the mask, whether they want the mask or don't want the mask, there's judgment on either side. And if we can all just, you know, get off our high horses and realize, you know, I need to do me. And when I'm looking at them, then I'm not doing me. And I actually started doing, when COVID started, I actually started doing guided meditations on Monday mornings, which of course, you know, are always around the breath. That's a great way to get into a meditation is to start with your breath. And that has been so rewarding for me. I've never done a guided meditation in my life, but just the idea popped in and I was like, well, I'll do it for free. So, you know, if they don't get anything out of it, it's okay. And, <laughs> and it's been, uh, <laughs> turns out a secret skill. I had no idea that I was able to do that. Yeah. And it's been really fun. And I just do it for free every Monday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time, And I have people all over the, I've had people from different countries, people all over the United States join me. And it's really fun. And everyone just comes and shares what they want to get out of the meditation. And we just breathe together. And we just weave all of the intentions into it. And it's always beautiful. And it's not very long. It's only 30 minutes. So that's been a really great tool and resource for my clients, especially those that are know financially impacted that was really important to me in COVID. obviously you know what i do is a luxury for many people and so i truly try to offer some things for free i offer low-cost groups uh, you know and then i do private sessions and packages and all of that but it was really important to me that i have some offerings that are available for every budget and my my Monday fam, my Monday group it, it's growing and we're getting it's just it's just wonderful. So that's been something that's been very rewarding for me and my clients have definitely really valued, you know, gotten value from it. And I and I give people permission to record that on their end if they want, because they can go back to that anytime, you know. You can just take fifteen, twenty minutes and re-listen to that. And sometimes that's all we need is someone to guide us to mm-hmm. You know, put in your headphones and somebody just to guide you and remind you to take the breath.
2: Yeah. Yes. Love that. Yeah. So we um, have a book coming out and it's about millions of ideas. And we are very honored to have you here because you meet our criteria in taking a passion, a gift, uh, something of impact and putting it all into a business. And I was wondering if you have any, I call them Merry Nuggets, since we're talking to Mary. do you have any Merry Nuggets for my new entrepreneurs that have a passion and are kind of on that cusp of, oh, I want to take it to a business, but they laugh at me or what will they think? Or it's not breathwork. It's such an amazing way to, like you start a business on breathwork and I'm, I'm sure you've had uh, the ups and downs of businesses, but what, uh, what would you give our listeners for, for new people with great passions?
1: Um, You know, I think one of the things you have to remember is to trust yourself. Affirmations are so important and I needed a lot of self-belief. It was, it was a leap for this academic to, you know, do this breath work and energy work and all of that, all of that. And, but I knew I got to the point where I just realized my passion. I, I just could I was selling myself short. And I love health and fitness. I, I I work out regularly. I eat well. But for me, it was like, that was no longer my calling. It was like, I had to do something different because there was something inside of me that was just like, there was something deeper for me, not of what I was doing was unimportant. It was just, that was no longer my calling. So I think when you realize that nothing will stop you. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I would encourage people to listen to the little nudges because we all get them all those little nudges and what happens is you get the nudge and then the ego clicks in and tells you all the reasons why you can't do that because that won't feel safe you you can't go outside of your comfort zone you've had this job for years it's fine it's fine people are going to laugh at you people are going to and something I picked up and I don't know who said this um so I apologize for not being able to give them credit one of the things they said was, when you're making a change, we always measure what we're losing because it's we can recognize what we're going to lose, but we have no idea what we're going to gain
0: because wow. that's completely
1: unknown. And so I kind of remember that, and you know, and I have moments when I still have to go back and reaffirm for myself and revalidate, and and even sometimes when I'm working with my clients, I'll come out with nuggets, and I'm like, hmm, that was good, you know. Mary, keep that for your, you know that that applies to you as well. Um, <laughs> You know, the universe always expands to me. us. I can remember when I oh, six years ago, we left a, we, the house that we moved to was actually double the square footage of the house that we were in. And at the time, you know, that moment of moving, like there was that panic, you know, when you're signing those mortgage documents and you're like, oh my gosh, like, are we taking on more than we need to? You know, how are we, I've got to furnish this house now. But like magically... As our space expanded, you know, the universe just responded and, you know, financially it was seamless and we've grown into that. And so that's a good reminder, too, that when you go expand that, you know, the universe will will expand and support you as well, especially if it's somewhere that you really need to go. I mean, my mom always has an Irish expression, you know, what's for you won't miss you. So if it's for you, it's it's not. I love that. Bye. what's for you, won't miss you. Um, So that, you know, I have just these little nuggets that I just, you know, share and I just keep them in my brain. And one of the other little nuggets I also do, I love working with affirmations and um, helping, I do some energy work that helps us to really, to accept those in our subconscious. Because a lot of times we'll say an affirmation where our subconscious doesn't really believe it, it's going, (laughs) yeah, right, yeah, right, you know, you're in the mirror going, you know, I am awesome, I am worthy, I'm a little part of your brain going, yeah, right, Um, so the work, part of the work I do really helps us to absorb those affirmations as true, so one of the things I do is, for people that have a hard time stepping out of their comfort zone, what I do is I expand their comfort zone energetically, And so that's a real nice stepping stone, too. So it allows us to grow, and then it's not so scary. Because all we're doing is expanding our comfort zone. So yeah, I'm all about making it easy. Life doesn't have to be hard. Um, make, Make it easy. Make it fun as much as we can.
0: Yes. You know, one of the things I think about when it comes to inspiration, when people get this thing inside of them and they're like, I want to become, I want to live this. One of the things I think about it, it's not something that just fell out the sky and dropped into you. It was inspired and given to you. And as a result, I think it's our responsibility in some ways to live it out. When you keep that thing inside, we are paralyzed. We do not move forward in some ways we can go and live a hokey pokey life. But when you tap into that thing that you love that brings you passion and joy, you'll never work a day in your life. Ever. I, in your life.
1: I, I concur. And I do think a lot of us hold back. You know, we play small, we're afraid. But when we actually step out with our passion, whether it's, you know, if you're a writer or a breath worker or a runner or a chef or whatever or it master. is that you got that you know, yeah. You're 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 going to inspire people because, and you're going to impact them because something that you're going to do or something that you're going to say or something that you're going to see is going to change for other people. I've seen it in my children. I'm a different parent than I was 10 years ago. And and that's, I mean, so if it doesn't impact anybody else, it's impacted them. My marriage is different. I show up differently. And so it's, you know, it'll, it'll impact your personal. And I think when we're living, you know, following your passion, whether you make it a business or not, when you're doing what you love to do, what you're here to do, you're just going to be so much, you're going to be so much more joyful and that's going to affect everybody around you. So there's a, there's a for anybody who's challenged with that, there's a fantastic book called The Big Leap okay. by uh, Gay yes. Hendricks.
2: Yes. The Big Leap.
1: The big leap, and he talks about that. A lot of us get stuck, we've our zone of incompetence. That's where you're doing all the stuff you're no good at that you need to delegate and pay someone else to do. Um, then there's the stuff, your zone of competence, which is the stuff that you're good at that's easy. You know, for me, so I, I find myself when I'm avoiding work, suddenly I'll do lo- loads of laundry and I'll be doing the dishes, and I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, you need to go upstairs and write that email or create this program or call <laughs> that client. You know, I'll, be, I'll avoid it, I'll stay in my zone of competency. Um, then we get to our zone of excellence, which is when we're really successful and we're doing something that comes easy to us and we might be making great money, but we're not living our passion. So there's still something unfulfilled in us. And so that's when we have to take the big leap to go to our zone of genius. Mm. And that's really difficult because it's really comfortable in your zone of excellence. It's easy. money's good. And but maybe your happiness is being sacrificed or your relationships are being sacrificed or your health. Sure. So the big leap is a must. Is a must read. I I I don't share that copy. I keep my copy and I reread it every year.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love that book. And you know, I haven't completely finished reading. I read the overview of it, and then another friend of mine shared that with me. And so now you've just inspired me to pick it up and read it to get even deeper into the concept. So when we think about inspiration, the source of inspiration, You know that it is who we are and that we breathe each day in and we go out each night with a breath. I really, really love everything that you've shared with us, Mary. I wanna ask you if there is a nugget, one last nugget you can share with the audience as it relates to breath. Maybe it's that secret thing you've been holding in your pocket that you only share with the special ones. Is there something else? you might want to tell this audience when it comes to um,
1: I, i'm going to huh, give me a second let's see what's in, what, what what's inspired to whatever you know what, what do we all need to hear you know okay just to take that moment i'm i'm just noticing within myself even just as i'm sitting here just closing my eyes just allowing myself to go quiet, like the peace that I can feel in that moment. And sometimes we think that peace or whatever we want is elusive and we can never get it. But you can get it. It might not, you know, I, you know, I felt that peace for what, two minutes, you know, two seconds, 10 seconds, however long, my eyes closed. But I can access that peace really quickly, just with the breath, closing my eyes, taking a moment, Now I'm going to come out of that, you know? So whatever it is we're looking for, that joy, that peace, that calm, even in chaos, you can get it even for a moment. And even if you only are there for like, you know, a split second, once you get there once, you'll start to remember how to get back there again and again and again. It's like the first time you're in a strange city and you're trying to find somewhere. It takes you forever, right? You know, you're like, where am I? Where am I? You know? (laughs) And then you live there for three years, and you you could drive there with your eyes closed. Right. And so it's the same. Just close your eyes, set your intention, use your breath, and you will get there. And the more you do it, the easier it will be to get back there.
0: Wow. You know, I have a quote that says, "When you experience success, it becomes addictive." So you mm-hmm. just got into that place. And when you find that place, it's so addictive that you remember how to get back there. And you're seeking Exactly. Out. Yeah,
1: because it, it feels so good. And you don't, you know, I do a breath practice daily. You know, some days it's literally only one or two minutes, but a lot of days it's 30 to 60 minutes. I'll sit my butt down and just do it. It's on my calendar. And I make time to, to do full sessions a few times a week because I can't be my best if I'm not teaching what i you know i i need to walk the walk i yeah. need to do it and that's good for me and it's good for my clients uh it's good for my family it's really good for my family <laughs> especially <laughs> <during> COVID.
2: <laughs> <Very> <laughs> go breed,
1: everybody you know, they know mom's <laughs> going breathing you just you know give her her space you know don't worry about any sounds you hear from her room she's okay she's <laughs> doing her thing
0: That's it. So Mary, we have truly, truly enjoyed having you today. I mean, you have inspired me and really made us take a deeper look at the breath, the power of breath, how we can tap in to help us get into that place of inspiration. I want you to tell us where we can find you. If we're out there looking, where, where can you be found, Mary?
1: I can be found on Mary's Blue Door, on Instagram, on Facebook youtube at
0: mary'sbluedoor.com awesome very good and I know you have tons of resources courses that you have available i know you're primarily in person but has your business also adapted to the virtual space do you offer your yes service? i do
1: I, I do a lot of work virtually now which is really exciting i've been able to work with people in the uk uh, I've worked with people in Canada. It works really, really, really well. Uh, so I do, I, I do my Monday morning meditations. I do two different groups where I work with um, breath working groups, and so one of those is online, virtually on Tuesday mornings, and I do an in-person on Wednesday evenings. And then with my private clients, it really is whatever their their preferences, and obviously the geography as well. And the nice thing about um, being in California is that you can work with a lot of different time zones, which is super
0: flexible and fun (laughs) all right well with that we want to say thank you thank you thank you
2: yes thank you mary
0: thank you
1: for having me it was a pleasure i never knew when we're paths crossed oops hold on incoming call um, you know, when our paths p- crossed, I had no idea that, you know, many years ago that here we would be a few years later doing a podcast. So super exciting. And it was wonderful oh. to be here. I love your idea. I love inspiring people. You ladies are both so inspiring. And yeah, I, I'm i just so excited that you guys have got this going.
0: Well, thank you, Mary. We We love you. We appreciate you. And again, yes. thank you for joining us on the Made to Inspire podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N-SPIRE-U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, we're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.